I think this movie would be a lot better with a drinking game. Oh yeah, for sure. Every time Lindsay Lohan looks around at her surroundings and goes, <sighs> that's a drink. <laughs> um, what about every time she touches things like she's never been around things before? <laughs> yep, that's a drink. <laughs> like she grew up in a tube. <laughs> every time there's a sad music and a conversation about someone's dead mom. Oh, dead mom. Drink. drink. Every time they say, Villanyagi. Oh my God, you'd be just done. You'd you're be just, done right at the you'd beginning. You'd be done right at the like, first 10 minutes of the movie <laughs> and you are trashed. And then the rest of this movie would probably be an epic wild ride. That's true. <laughs> well, welcome everyone to another episode, a very special holiday episode of oh, oh, oh. I Love This, You Should Too. My name is Indy Gingerbread Cookie Randawa, and with me is Samantha Villanyagi Randawa. Oh <laughs> you got the tasty one. I guess the Villanyagi is um, covered in hot chocolate, so it's pretty tasty too. Oh, I didn't even. Yep, yep, there you go. Okay, I'll take it. And we here at I Love This You Should Too are members of the Alberta Podcast Network, which is locally grown and community supported. And probably entirely frozen, because it's like 25 below right now. Frozen like our doorbell. <laughs> Although this is just the normal. Oh, We've yeah. had a, a warm year this year, so I. it seems extra cold. It seems so harsh. Yeah. But it, this is just winter in Edmonton. Ugh. Why do we do it? I know. I, uh... I was very sad when I had to get every single coat I own out and wear them within a week of each other. <laughs> well, we are going to be talking about Falling for Christmas, the Netflix original movie. It was Sam's pick, but before we get into that one, let's thank our first sponsor. And this episode of I Love This You Should Too is brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Even if you're a busy business owner with more meetings than hours in a day, you can be calm and collected when your group benefit plan is taken care of by Alberta Blue Cross. Your employees can manage their own health, dental, life, and disability coverage online anytime on any device, making it easier for them and for you. To learn more and explore your options, head to ab.bluecross.ca. So Samantha, Falling for Christmas, this was your pick. Yes. It's following in the line of your previous Christmas picks of, what was that, Christmas in the Wild? Holiday in the Wild? Holiday in the Wild, Love Hard. Love Hard, and that Christmas... Christmas Prince. Christmas Prince. Ah, Christmas Prince. Ah, Christmas Not Prince. the Christmas Prince. No, a Christmas some, Prince. Just one. Just one Christmas Prince. Where do you think this ranks in in that world that you have now created and forcibly brought me into? <laughs> Um, I would say that this is top three. <laughs> top three of those four? <laughs> yeah. I, I would agree. It is top three. <laughs> top three. I'd say it's number two. Oh, what's number one of those? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's not this. I know it's not this. <laughs> I love your ranking system. I don't have a number one, but this is definitely a two. And then we'll figure out the rest later. The other ones just kind of fall into an order. You'd think one would be the one that you know. Yeah, you would. <laughs> Which one's number four? Um, Probably, what were they? <laughs> oh, my God. 
<laughs> the the four Christmas movies that you have loved so much that you decided to talk about them on a podcast called I Love This, You Should Too? Um, probably. Holiday in the Wild was the worst. It was That's the worst. That's number four. Yeah. Um, then probably Love Hard. Is three? Is three. Okay. Um, and then maybe and then you're saying Christmas, Christmas Prince, Prince is the is best one? one. Yeah, best yeah. one ever. Uh, hard disagree. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll switch those. <laughs> switch one and three. <laughs> well, this was my first time watching it, and I don't think you'll be surprised in my reaction. Nope, you hated it. I didn't hate it. Okay. This movie is easy to get through, and mm-hmm. that is my biggest compliment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's kind of fun to watch if you can talk through the whole thing. If you just had to sit there and watch it, ooh, it's going to be a bad time. (laughs) Not a fun time. But then again, if you love movies where you know exactly what's going to happen because you've seen it many, many times before, then maybe you'll really like this. I think I underestimate the appeal of watching the exact same movie, but not the exact same movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, if I want a certain feeling that a movie evokes, I would watch that movie. Right. Rather than watching a movie that's pretty much exactly the same, but slightly different. So I enjoy seeing what different things they do with the same genre. That's what I like out of this. I get same genre. Like, if you want to do holiday romance, that's a genre. But to have all of the exact same plot beats is, it's a bit tough for me okay see i like the formulaic mm -hmm. i like i know what i'm getting it's gonna be light and fluffy like it's just it's like you said an easy watch i'm not like in for some big dramatic thing to happen but don't you like to be pleasantly surprised yeah but that's not what i'm looking for when i'm looking for like a christmas movie what are you looking for i'm looking for someone from a big city. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, big city person goes to a small town, discovers the charm of small town life. If there's a very good one of those, why not just rewatch that one? Because it's so specific that it's always, oh, I'm from this rich, privileged life, and then I find the charm of the small town, and we fall in love. If it's doing all of the exact same things... I would just watch the best version or just give me something a little different. Play with it a little bit. Like Lovehard tried to play with it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Try something? Yeah. I think I think that's my criticism. I want movies to try to be good. Right. And this movie, like I know that sounds very insulting, but I also think it's very true. I don't think this movie's trying to be good. It's... They didn't look at those other movies and go like, "Well, how can we be better?" They look at Yes, thank you. Us too. <laughs> yeah. They're not trying to be better than movies that are the same. I I just think it's like formulaic and familiar and comforting and like sort of nostalgic. And like I get where you're coming from. That's that's totally But isn't the fair. genre of like romantic comedy is already going to be formulaic? Mm-hmm. Can't we just give like, you know what? Maybe this time it's not going to be in the small town with a maple syrup tapper. <laughs> you know? You always come up with the best jobs. <laughs> I think that I think I've seen that movie. Maple Wasn't syrup that tapper? in this one? No. There uh-huh. was no maple syrup in this one. I did just edit our last episode and I 
did the like I asked I don't know seven questions and then I wrote this movie yeah and I was pretty pretty close you were pretty bang on that's why I refused to answer your questions (laughs) after (laughs) well let's get into it we know that if I just pick it apart that's no fun let's have fun with this movie let's talk about what we enjoyed what was real dumb and what was done better in other movies (laughs) I was just about to say that's no fun at all (laughs) (laughs) but then your sentence was longer and it didn't fit anywhere oh i'm sorry so i just wedged it in there anyway (laughs) so indy you did not enjoy this movie as much as i did as much as you know no 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 um i didn't hate it you didn't hate it okay well Well, i i hate its existence that is true i do i hate the fact that it exists the fact that there's so many good scripts and talented people that are not getting their work shown because we're going to do the same movie for the 18th time this year. Mm-hmm. But watching it, it's not a bad experience. Okay. Just don't think about anything. Just don't think about anything. Yeah. <laughs> That's my verdict. Just don't think about anything. And it's not bad. <laughs> Remember how she pets the horse? Yes. Yes, <laughs> like I do. She didn't have hands yesterday or something. <laughs> she forgot how to use hands. Yeah. That whole scene where she's in her hotel room for the first time is like, she's never been in the world. Well, we'll get to it. Okay, perfect. Sam, kick us off. What's this movie about? How's it start? So this movie is about spoiled hotel heiress Sierra Belmont and her new or soon-to-be fiancé, Tad, her dad, Mr. Belmont, and a small-town ski owner, (laughs) a ski resort owner, Jake Russell. Um, So we open this movie, we see Sierra in her, like, beautiful luxury hotel room wearing a silk eye mask, and you get the idea that she's from A Fancy Life. And she is now one of the mean girls. Yeah. She's a mean girl herself. She's one of those. Uh, she's the rich, mean person like Overboard or Blindside or Devil Wears Prada or all sorts of other better movies. And before people get very angry at me, because I, I pulled the trailer for our show notes. Yeah. And all of the comments were just, uh, how dare people do anything bad to Lindsay? I, I don't know anything about Lindsay Lohan. Lohan. I'm uh, painfully ignorant about who she is. I've seen Mean Girls. I just know her as an actress. So me saying I don't like this movie is not me killing her and then peeing on her grave. So relax, because yes. I'm now scared of Lindsay Lohan fans. Are because you? they were very angry oh. about anyone who didn't like this movie. Because that is a personal attack on, I don't know, is she like some sort of martyr? No. Why is, what has she done that makes everyone like so angry about anything bad against her? I don't... She's lived a very like hard life. She grew up on the streets or something? No, she had a, a rough patch with drugs and alcohol. And now she's coming back as like, a, she's having a comeback, I guess. Okay, so she's like struggled with addiction and is now having a good comeback story and people are protective of her? Yes. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Um, I just say then extend that to other people who have maybe dealt with the same thing and uh, are not in movies too. That's my Christmas wish for you. Good point. So we find out that Sierra has been appointed as the vice president of atmosphere at her father's resort, which is where she is staying. 
Um, and she's talking on the phone with her boyfriend, Tad, and she tells him that she doesn't want to be in the hotel business. I liked Tad. He comes from like a long line of rich idiots in movies going back to like 1934 Scarlet Pimpernel all the way to, you know, my boy Billy Madison. Rich I, idiots. They're fun. I liked him. He really went for something. What was the other movie he was in that we saw? Oh, we saw him in Malignant, which is right equally bad, but maybe more fun. <laughs> very but different. It's a very different role for him from Malignant. He has bad names in both of them, and he's kind of fun in both of them. I liked him in this. Whenever we watch a movie like this, I say, is this satirical? Is it a joke? And you're like, it's not a joke. <laughs> but him, he was doing it satirically. Oh, he's totally, totally satirical. He, he was is, playing it as a joke. He's seen all these rich idiots in movies. And he's like, yeah. that is what I am doing. And he takes it to an extended level to make it uh, like hyperbolic and I think funny. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is written just as ridiculous, but they don't play it as ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So then I kind of feel like they're kind of um, letting him just like flounder because he's really going for something and yeah. no one else is really doing it. So it makes him seem a little out of place, but I still really like him. It's like he got a note from the director that no one else got. And that's hard throughout the movie to or realize. Or nobody else realized the material they were working with, which is written like a joke. Yeah. And he saw the humor in it, but I don't think anyone else did. Um, I enjoyed all of his outfits. Yeah. He had some great, Very good. ridiculous influencer outfits. Um, and uh, yeah, and that ring that he gives Sierra is terrible. It was very ugly. Yeah. It, I think what it was supposed to be was like, it's... The most expensive ring you can buy instead of like the nicest, most expensive ring you can buy. Oh, just like everything with him, it's just the best. It's yeah. the most expensive, not actual like thought behind yeah, it. Yeah, he's like, give me your most expensive ring. That makes sense. And that's why it like doesn't fit her and she's like not too excited about it. Oh, but we haven't even gotten past like the first two minutes no, of this movie. No, we haven't. Uh, we forgot how Jake meets her dad on the mountain and says, oh, can I talk to you for a minute? And he goes, only if you beat me in this ski race. So then and then it just turns into race. an 80s ski movie. It was pretty great. I like that scene. <laughs> it was so dumb, but they play it as very serious. Mm-hmm. And then he asks Mr. Belmont to invest in his small ski resort. And uh, Mr. Belmont says no. What a dick. And then we get both a classic meet-cute and the bit where a poor person spills something on a rich person (laughs) and they go, my villain Yagi. Yeah. And that's how Jake and what's her name meet? Sierra? Sierra. Sarah. Both. And he gets like the teeniest, tiniest amount of hot chocolate on her. I was like... At least, like, go for it if you're going to, like, make it a big spill scene. So Sierra's father goes away on business, and Sierra and Tad go to a mountaintop, and she poses on skis even though she doesn't ski. And uh, he proposes to her while she's all unsteady on those skis. And then she falls off! Ah! And smashes her head. Oh, yeah, that looked painful. Meanwhile, at home, by home, I mean like the the cheap ski resort, <laughs> there's a very economical plot dump where Chad, Tad, no, 
Jake. Keith, Jake. <laughs> I believe I also went like, Jake, Josh? <laughs> Where Jake goes, I'm a single dad, but my daughter's real cute. I help everyone all the time. And did you know, Christmas is a time for miracles. Our place is going to go out of business unless something miraculous happens. But what are the odds of that? Of a miracle. And then, of course, um, he just tells you what the movie's going to be. Yep. So that's... Uh, Fun? So then you don't have to wonder. So you don't have, yeah. It <laughs> takes all the wonder out of the movie right at the beginning because the last thing I want in my Christmas movie is any sort of sense of wonder. I just want to know what's going to happen. And this movie tells you many times. <laughs> and also Santa is real in this movie. Yeah. So there's a secret wish because you get one a lifetime or something. But he's also like never dressed like Santa. He's pretty much dressed like Santa. He just has a beard and like a Christmas sweater. Uh, at the end, he is wearing like red and with some fur, but he's not in a full Santa right. suit. Yeah, like he's never wearing the Santa suit. But he's magic, and he's a bearded old man wearing red and white. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna say it's he's Santa. pretty Santa. Yeah, but yes, he can make wishes come true and uh, deliver state of the art sleighs to people without them noticing. <laughs> He's also real creepy, I thought. Yeah, he's just like lurking in the background. It's the way they shoot him. He's always like doing these like lascivious looks. I think he's supposed to, he's trying to be like magical looks. Oh, it is not. It does not come across that way. He doesn't do it, no. So then Jake, because that's his name and I remember it, (laughs) is on a sleigh ride with two people who are, I don't know, maybe the worst acting I've seen in a proper budget movie in quite some time so i looked the girl up from this Mm -hmm. she's been acting since 2014 well i've been doing lots of things since 2014 no but she she was like in twilight and like she did she speak in any of those i don't know or is she always credited as girl by locker (laughs) (laughs) um i don't know what she did in twilight i didn't go back and watch and look for her but uh i think she should be a better actor than she is. <laughs> yeah, well, I think many people should be better <laughs> actors than they are, but but here we are. It's just odd that that was the best take they got out of yeah. these people because it. I know it's not like a huge, big movie, but this is a proper production. Oh, yeah. It's rare to have line deliveries in a movie like this that completely take you out of it. And this happens quite a few times. And I'm sorry, all you Lindsay Lohan fans, but you said this is classic a return to classic Lindsay. do you still think that i think she was a better actor when she was younger but she's like doing a good job you think that this was a good job of acting i think she was doing her best Uh, sure sure i'm not that's not the question (laughs) do you think this was a good performance it was good it was good. Yeah. Mm, okay. She does a lot of the shifty eye. Yeah. We, I'm doing it right now, but of course you can't see it. But she looks out of both corners of her eyes back and forth. She does that a lot. And it's um. she kind of went to the Galen Pendleton school of acting. <laughs> it's my favorite school of acting. Everyone who comes out of there is a really good actor. Oh, I don't know about that. So uh, she has amnesia now. Yes. And... Um, the hospital doesn't want her. Yeah. So Jake <laughs> finds her and they are like, well, you're 
um, annoying, so go stay with this stranger. Yes, they're like lady with no people in the world who know her. Or... Who just experienced massive head trauma. Yeah, why don't you go stay at this little tiny lodge and uh, stay with the stranger? And they're like, do normal everyday things. Yeah, and they're like, you know what? It worked in Overboard and Adam's Family and Muppets Take Manhattan. <laughs> and oh, search for Santa Paws. <gasps> yes. Hmm. Santa. He gets a real bad head injury. He does. And then they just put him to work. Yeah. Just being Santa. I, I don't know who needs to hear it, but if someone uh, gets hit on the head and can't remember anything, don't just send them out into the world. No, you should probably keep them in the hospital for as long as possible. So then she comes to where she's going to be staying at this lodge, and she doesn't remember who she is, or but she does remember that she's better than everyone. Yeah, she's got this really interesting attitude for someone who's never like seen a chair before. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think she would know what chairs are. I don't think she's like reverted to baby. She's just just her identity is okay. what's gone. But I guess she remembers enough of her identity to know that everyone else is trash. She navigates that hotel room like she's never been in the world before. That's true. She plays both sides of it. Like she doesn't know yeah. how to use her hands. No. I understand that she doesn't know how to use a dishwasher because she's so rich she's yeah. never done There were some dishes. things that she probably wouldn't have. But she's probably used with. her hands before. I, yeah. <laughs> But, and like so I don't know if that is her playing the character as being so new to this world that everything is foreign. Yeah. Or if it's bad acting or if it's Lindsay Lohan has been so rich for so long she's never like touched an animal like that. And she's like, what do I do with this? Are there horses in Dubai? I, I probably. Yeah, I think there's everything there. If you okay. Can. Does she live in Dubai? Yeah. Oh, interesting. So she gets into the room and she looks at one thing and goes, ah. and then I said to you like, oh, I hope she looks at everything and does that same <laughs> great performance. And then she looked at three different things and would look at it and go, ah. look at the other way. Ah. And, and she just keeps Now everyone it. is drunk because she's <laughs> sighed so many times in the span of like five minutes. But then she sees a raccoon. Yes. Who is like from a cartoon. He's because like a it puppet. Yeah, but it looks at her and reacts like it's a raccoon it's from a like, cartoon. Rrr. It was it was like that, and then she does a prat fall and does a flip over a chair. What's a prat fall? A, a fall for comedic effect. Okay, why is it called a prat fall? Because it was invented by Chris Pratt. Really? No. <laughs> I was gonna say I feel like it has deeper origins than that, but that's okay. Oh, it's defined as. A comedy fall by 1930, said to be a word from burlesque or vaudeville theater from Pratt, meaning buttock, and fall, to fall on your butt. Pratt oh, fall. interesting. I assumed it was named after the person who, like, invented That's it. That's what I thought, too. I've never heard Pratt as being a synonym for butt, but now I'm going to start using it. Nice Pratt. Thank you. <laughs> So then she goes to sleep and uh, she makes a big deal about how bad the clothing is. Yeah. And we think like, oh, this is going to be a fun bit because it's always fun when a famous actress who's like beautiful is going to not be look beautiful all the time. Uh -huh. They're willing to do it for, for comedic effect. But nope, she wears one bad outfit and the rest of the time she's looking great. Yeah. She does have quite a few outfits like outfit changes so like for she's, someone who has no clothing she's worn everything from the lost and found in this movie 
And she wakes up to a Netflix promo, so we get to see some movie. Are you yeah. going to watch that one? Have you watched that one? Oh, Christmas at the Castle? Sure. It came out last year, I think. I haven't actually looked. I haven't actually watched it. Oh. So Jake's daughter, Avi. That's her name? That's her name. Oh, okay. I didn't actually know her name until I read the Wikipedia summary. <laughs> Uh, so Avi sneaks into Sierra's room and uh, decides that she needs a name and names her after or like presents her with the names of her stuffed animal. And the only human name is Sarah. No, Wallace. She could have been oh, Wallace. Right. I forgot about Wallace. <laughs> I think it would have been funny if she said or like if the daughter goes like, yeah, we'll call you Wallace. And then she goes, mm, maybe I'll go with Sarah. I could <laughs> just do like just do something. Just try. Try to make this movie more fun. Yeah. Um, she learns that the family is struggling with money and uh, that the lodge has no bookings. And they bond over their dead moms. Just like Cinderella and Snow White and <laughs> Aladdin. Oh, and Beauty and the Beast? Yeah. Pocahontas. There's a lot of dead moms. Princess and the Frog? Wait, do no Disney characters have moms? No. No, Moana. Well, she meets her mom later because her mom's that island. No, she has a mom in the village. No, the island is her mom. She goes and her grandma's there and her dad's there, but her mom has disappeared because her mom is the island. She is is of the land. I can't have this argument with you right now. All right, everyone, go watch Moana. The island is her mom. The island is not her mom. So then she says, like, I can make my own breakfast, but she can't. She proceeds to cook like someone in an infomercial. You know how they just can't do anything at all? She's one of those. So Sierra realizes that they need help and starts to try and do normal people things. (laughs) Oh, yeah. There's a big cleaning montage where she breaks everything. The toilet sprays at her, but like from the bowl. Like, I don't understand how a toilet would actually spray like that. And she gets into a fist fight with a bed sheet. (laughs) She gets like eaten by a bed sheet. So the pretty girl who's clumsy all the time, who did it best? Leap year or this? I think it goes leap year is the worst of ones we've done recently. Then this, then Princess Diaries is the best version of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that's uh, another thing. To humanize pretty people, they make them clumsy. Mm-hmm. Because then they're like, ah, we don't have to do any writing. We'll just make her fall She's down. She's like a normal person. She's so approachable now because a toilet sprayed her. Um, and because she doesn't know how to use a fitted sheet. <laughs> so approachable. And she breaks the washing machine. And then he goes, this is the last thing I need right now. And then everyone's real mad at him because he did something. Mad. He was so mean. That mm-hmm. was such a bad thing for him to do. Because he took in this homeless woman and then she broke his washing Washing machine machine. and he's broke and is going to lose his business. And he was upset about that. (laughs) So then he goes out and apologizes. Yeah. And then they go to a fun Christmas festival in the town square with fireworks and um, tree lighting, which it looked pretty fun. I'd like to go to that Christmas festival. We should have more Christmas festivals. We have we have quite a few. Do we? Yeah. It's just too cold. Oh, right. <laughs> I just don't like going outside <laughs> between the months of October and February. But now we see like maybe there's something uh, like brewing between the two of them. But how could this rich woman fall for this poor guy? Because he bought her a snow globe. Oh, and because we've seen it in like 18. Titanic. Yeah. And Karate Kid and... 
yeah. the Notebook, Cinderella, Aladdin again. Oh, pretty in pink. <laughs> yeah. Say anything. Star Wars. He's just a scruffy looking nerf herder. But he does have that speech when he's apologizing. He's like, I'm so different than everyone here. I like things like home cooking and hot chocolate and American trucks. (laughs) I don't think he says American trucks. I feel like that would fit in. He's like, yeah, I'm so different because I like home cooking. I'm from a different world. I'm from a bygone era because I like food from home. So Sierra comes up with a an idea to throw a party to raise funds for the hotel because apparently the entire town has stayed there even though they live in the town that the hotel's in. Right. <laughs> so everyone's had some kind of stay there and they all have very fond memories. And Jake turns it down for a while. <laughs> for the next 10 minutes, he turns it down. He says, no, not asking people for money. I refuse. I'd rather not have a hotel anymore. I think this is when we see Tad again. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, I think we've kind of skipped over it. But Tad um, also fell down the mountain, finds a guy who is ice fishing. Yes, in a shack. But then that guy doesn't have a car because no automobiles work in this town. No. So then he has to walk through the wilderness. And it's just him kind of being out of place and... uh, he thinks canned beans are really spicy mm-hmm. and there's just like weird jokes that I don't really kind of get, but he's kind of funny, I guess. I liked the woodsman. What was his name? Oh, I Ralph. have no idea. His name was Ralph. <laughs> In my notes, I just have every like sixth note is says another sad dead mom moment. <laughs> every 25 minutes they go like, oh, and remember our sad dead mom? And then they go, yeah. What about my sad dead mom? Yeah, I remember that too. So sad. So dead. (laughs) So Tad and Ralph are on this adventure down the mountain. And we realize that at the Belmont, the hotel staff didn't look for Sierra and Tad because they think that they're away on a trip just based on what Tad has written in a card with flowers. Right. And I thought that at some point in this movie, they said about halfway through, like, oh, it's been two weeks. But maybe that never happened because at the end they say it's been four days. Yeah. So I have, if this movie takes place over two months or four days, I have no idea. Yeah. So in the Wikipedia synopsis, which we know is not always like good for real uh, plot, um, it does say after four days, Sierra's father returns. So I think all of this takes place over four days. Whoa. That's weird. It's too much plot for that amount of time. I feel like if they'd said a week, I'd believe it. So all of these montages that we see her like learning all of these skills, it was just like in the morning and then the afternoon. She breaks everything that morning and then she learns it all. Multiple montages a day. Yeah. That's exhausting. She has four montages of her like learning things. In four days. I guess. Montage a day. Yeah. I think two of them were the first day though. I think so. Either way, now they're in town and they're kind of getting closer and they meet one of his friends and he's leaving and says, oh, don't talk about me while I'm gone. And then she proceeds to go, oh, did you know he's the greatest human ever? (laughs) He donates everything and does everything good and nothing bad. Also, he's the best. Yeah. So now we know that he's a good guy because... Because of that plot dump? Because everyone keeps (laughs) telling us he's a very good guy. 
Did you know Jake's a good guy? Yeah. And then they were like, oh, if there's only there was something we could do for him. And at the, that point, I said, like, oh, probably something that will happen around the one hour, 15 minute mark. <laughs> yeah. And then we can really put a cap and happy ending on this and save his little lodge. But then that happens. The end? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so finally, Jake gives in and says, okay, let's throw the party. And it's like one day before the party when they're circulating these flyers. Which is going to happen on Christmas Eve. Yeah, like, isn't everybody busy on Christmas Eve? Oh, I guess we did skip over it that she said, because something bad happens, like she breaks something again, and she says, okay, I'm leaving, and she goes to leave with no money or identification or transportation yeah, where in is the mountains. she going? <laughs> but luckily, they make her stay, and they, because they, um, have another sad dead mom moment. Mm. And they say like, you know what? I'm less sad about this dead mom now that you're here. And let's put this angel on the tree. <laughs> and then she's like, okay, I'll stay then. Yeah. I won't go out to near certain death. Yeah. Like, and we'll have a big party. Big party. The town comes together, but is late for the party because the entire town got stuck behind a snowplow. Yeah, they have a lot of automobile issues in this movie. Yeah. Um, so then everyone in the town arrives all at once and it's a big party. Oh, and be right before that, we have the big dramatic, she's wearing a beautiful dress walking mm -hmm. down the stairs like Cinderella or My Fair Lady or Ocean's Eleven or <laughs> She's All That. And of all the dresses or all the outfits she had, they, we say they're all terrible, but she looks pretty great in all of them. Yeah, she And does. then in this one, we're like, this is the most beautiful one. I think it was her worst outfit. It was really ill-fitting. It was. And it, like... For the big, dramatic, she's all that moment. Yeah. Um, it didn't fit her properly. No. And I think it was made for a way smaller busted person. Like, I think it would look good if you didn't have Lindsay Lohan's boobs. So it would look good on a different person. Yes. Or she would look good in a different dress. I think she should have had a different dress. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Netflix. Have a better clothing budget or clothing buyer. So Sierra and Jake have a slow dance and then the entire town arrives and people are like, Jake, give a speech, give a speech. Because you give a speech at all parties? Yeah, every party I, I throw, I have at least a 20-minute speech. Interesting. So I haven't thrown a party in a while, but that's what you have to look forward to, everyone. <laughs> RSVP. <laughs> and they do the bit like the end of It's a Wonderful Life. They all come in at the same time, and then they all write him checks, and they say, To Jake, the richest man I know. Yeah. And then they come up with the idea that we should get this declared as a historical landmark. Yeah. And at the time I say like, isn't it weird how that's like the third most common trope in TV? It's true. And then this week we've seen it twice in TV shows. Yes. We saw it on an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Rutherford Falls and Parks and Rec, but it's in so, so many. It's in so many things. Like when in doubt. Historical landmark. Historical landmark. Jake is like... Thanks for the checks, and they have a lovely party. <laughs> but who shows up at the end? Tad and Mr. Belmont. Beauregard Belmont? That's, Beauregard Belmont. That's a, that's a big name. And they big just. Big name for a big man. <laughs> and they basically like 
scoop Sierra up, shove an engagement ring on her finger, and just like pull her from the party. Like you're ours now. Yeah. No, like oh, like thanks or like. It seemed like they didn't know she had amnesia. Yeah. Because they don't address it or talk to her any differently than if they were just seeing her the next day. And she clearly doesn't recognize them. No. And they weren't like, oh, how have things been going here? Or like checking in with the one person who knows what she's been going through. Are you alive still? Also, we're engaged. This is my name. None of that. No. Uh, So they take her home and she goes back to the fancy hotel. Where she has caviar for breakfast. Yeah. Every day. That's how we know she's rich. Yeah. And uh, but she doesn't do bacon. She doesn't do bacon. That was a big turning point in the movie was yeah. when she tried bacon. <laughs> <laughs> they are like, we need something to show that she's changing. How about we throw a line at the beginning where she says she doesn't do bacon, and then at the end she does bacon, and everyone's like, "Fuck yeah, you nailed it, oh, Steve! Man. Great script." Oscars, here we come. <laughs> Um, and she starts doing her own chores at the hotel and the staff are shocked, Tad shocked, and she, uh, is able to like cook her own breakfast, which is, and she does bacon and she does bacon and she tries to make Tad do bacon and Tad won't even take the bacon out of his mouth. He needs someone to help him. Rich people. (laughs) Never touching their So own then food. she has a press conference, which is a, a, a thing people do, I guess. Yeah. And they'd ask her a question and then they interrupt her answering with more questions. So yes. they won't, the press won't give her a chance to answer the questions they ask. Mm-hmm. And also it's full of kung fu zooms. It was weird. The camera movement in this movie is... Uh, too much? It's not too much. It's just why? Why is it doing that thing at that point? Mm-hmm. I'm not sure who directed this, but I'm going to say not a great job. (laughs) So they watch her press conference from their shabby little inn, which looks pretty nice. They have a Christmas tree in every room. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's got probably like $20,000 worth of Christmas decorations. Yeah. That's why they're going out of business. They're buying Christmas trees for every room, even though there's nobody staying there. Yeah, they have no guests, but every single room is decorated. But uh, in her press conference, she thanks them and at the inn. So then everyone starts booking it for Christmas night, I guess, because this is Christmas morning. Like they're arriving that day. Yeah. And staying for the rest of the week, I guess. And forever, because it is now booked forever. It is sold out for the season. What's the, when does the ski season end? Like March? Depends where you are. Oh. So yeah, they're booked for the next like four months solid, which is amazing for a place that nobody's ever heard of. And until now, everyone just had vacation planned already. But then back at the inn, they're saying, you have to go tell her you love her. And he's like, all right, I'll take my snowmobile that we said doesn't work at the beginning of yeah. this movie in a line that seemed very out of place. Oh, no, it doesn't work. But then... Santa delivers the state-of-the-art sleigh. Is there a state-of-the-art sleigh? Because a sleigh is kind of... I feel like sleighs peaked in, what, like 1880. <laughs> I think it's just like a really nice built sleigh. Oh, that was that was a quality. Sleigh, yeah, like I, I think say. it was just like pretty fancy and like well engineered. 
Um, so Evie and Jake ride in this magical sleigh on Christmas to the resort. And at the same time, Sierra is breaking up with Tad and then is like taking a moment of reflection in the back garden. Then Jake comes and has a moment with Santa who's like, I think what you're looking for is in the back garden and uh, goes out there and then they fall in love or they profess their love. And because he says like, oh, I brought the mistletoe. Yeah. She's like, I don't need it. And then there's um like weird lens flares that only happened in memories of sad dead moms before. Mm. But now they're here. Like, so that means she's going to die next. Oh, my God. I think, right? Is that what they're going for? I don't think so. I think it was like now everything's happy. Oh, it's a happy time like that memory. We don't care memory. about our sad dead moms. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, previous wife. <laughs> I got someone new now. And she's rich. <laughs> and meanwhile, um, Tad just goes like, hey, Terry, uh, concierge, you're coming with me on a trip. Yeah. And now they're a couple. They, it seemed like there was some like tension happening between them in the background. Really? Oh, I didn't catch that. Yeah. So now they're going on a New Year's trip together. Yeah. To Dubai to see Lindsay Lohan, I think. I think Lindsay Lohan's staying in Aspen. No, that is Sierra. Oh, sorry. Yeah. They're different people. Yeah. Lindsay Lohan, the actress, is also in this world. <laughs> and then I like, at the very end... After he's just fallen in love, his life has been changed in the last four days, his business is thriving. What's he say? What a Christmas, guys. <laughs> and then she says, just recovering from amnesia. Actually, not even recovered. Does no. she even remember who she is? She, she shouldn't be making life choices no, if she doesn't remember who she, she is. She gets her memories back, apparently, when he gives her back the engagement ring at the lodge. Just all of them? Apparently. I thought it was just the, the engagement-based memories. No. Okay. Well, either way, he goes, what a Christmas, guys. And she goes, one I'll never forget. <laughs> and then I assume someone in the background goes, wah, wah. <laughs> because she has amnesia. And that's that's the last. Yeah. That's, that's the end of that movie. That's That's, that's the line that someone wrote that and they're like, Fuck, yes. Gold. Nailed it. Yeah, we did it, guys. Get it? One I'll never forget because she forgot everything? And they're like, yes, Steve, we like, get it. Calm down. Mm, got it. Yeah. Or it's more like, all right, algorithm bot 2.6. <laughs> well done. <laughs> because I think this movie was just written by an algorithm, right? Maybe. If it was, I would be more impressed. Yeah. But I also would not be surprised. Um, the screenplay was written by Jeff Bonnet and Ron Oliver. That classic duo. Bonnet and Oliver. So I was looking at what they wrote, and Jeff Bonnet has only written Love by the Book, a made-for-TV movie. And I was like, yeah, that checks out. Ron Oliver, not much. Uh, Christmas at the Plaza, The Housewives of the North Pole. So he just does Christmas-based things, but... I want to watch in, The Housewives of the North Pole. Okay, yeah, I'll watch that. Okay. But in 1987, he wrote Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2, who, if you are a fan of low-budget cult classic Canadian horror movies, you'll know is, whoo, it's, it's quite the movie. <laughs> so at least he's got that going for him. Well, then... <laughs> 
He's done 83 movies, all of them direct to TV, it looks like. Oh. And he also directed Granddaddy Daycare. <laughs> What's Granddaddy Daycare? I don't know. It's probably something real dumb. Okay. He just does Christmas movies. But he wrote Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. Oh. He's Canadian. That's nice for him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about the other guy. Is that it? I think that might be. I think we're out of plot. <laughs> I think this was a bad episode. Was this a bad episode? No, I like this episode. Okay, I hope so. Because I, I can't. I try to like be forgiving of these mm-hmm. movies because I know they're not good. But if I'm just sitting there and like talking about how bad it is, that's not a fun episode. I tried not to, but it's so hard. <laughs> you did a good job. Thanks. I had fun with this episode. Okay, I'm glad. Then I'm sure it was great. It was probably real bad. Well, any uh, uh, final thoughts on uh, Falling Christmas, Christmas in the Winter Part 2? Christmas in the Winter Part 2? I don't know. I forgot what it was called. I thought I would just guess. Falling for Christmas. Yeah, that's the one. Um, I think it's formulaic and predictable in the best way. Hmm. And you should watch it because it is exactly what you're looking for if you like Hallmark Christmas movies. You could just watch a Hallmark Christmas movie, though. No, also, good, yeah. Because there's, what, 24 of those a year? Yeah, true. They really do a lot of movies. Yeah, I know people who work on them. And there's just one thing I can say for Hallmark Christmas movies. They have their production down. They they, they got like, it. They can just bang one out yeah. and, like, done. Yeah. Well, when you got an algorithm doing your writing, you use the same <laughs> crew for every movie, same sets a lot of the time. Are there people who just, like, only work on Hallmark? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's like its own little industry. It's its own production company. Wow. Yeah. yeah well, just look at this writer we were looking at. He just has 83 Christmas movies that are went direct to TV. Christmas is its own little industry. So that's interesting that that's uh, all you can do and still have like a great writing career. I wish I could write one of these Christmas movies. You should. All right, Hallmark, give me a call. I'll, <laughs> I'll spice one of these up for you. Spice it up. A spicy Christmas? Oh, I yeah, sure. I'll, I'll I'm gonna work on my script for a spicy Christmas. Okay, a spicy Christmas leads me to believe that there's either baked spice cookies, mm-hmm. like a baker who makes this special cinnamon cookie, yeah, or um, just like a lot of cleavage and Santa outfits. Both. Maybe it's a Christmas movie set in a strip club. Oh. <laughs> You're, I think you're on to something. Spicy Christmas. <laughs> I thought it was going to be this big city attorney and then her plane is delayed in like this tiny town in North Dakota. And she is like, wow, nothing's open because it's um, the Christmas season. But the only restaurant that's open is this Indian restaurant. And then there's this guy working there. And then maybe I could cast myself and then you get two paychecks. Oh, yeah. That's a trick I learned. The last uh, feature I wrote, I did write a role that only I could play. <laughs> and then they're like, we don't know who to get for this because we need like an Indian guy who can speak French and English. And I was like, oh, well, I could do that. And they're like, yeah, okay. Two paychecks. <laughs> two paychecks. Two small paychecks, but two paychecks. It's still more paychecks than you would have had if you did one or the other. Mm-hmm. What do you, who are you going to play in Spicy Christmas? Well, I, I work at the, I'm the chef at the Indian oh, restaurant. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
at the beginning, she's like, oh, well, I can't have any spicy food when she's on the plane. Mm-hmm. And then she's going to learn to um, to accept the spices of food and also the spices of life. She learns to branch out a little. She learns what Christmas really means. Is that just the story of us? <laughs> <laughs> us and every Hallmark movie. Yes. <laughs> Yep, I taught you what Christmas really means. No, you taught me about spicy food. (laughs) Well, I taught you about food. Yeah, you did. You only ate goldfish crackers (laughs) and yogurt when I met you. It's true. We went for our second date to a sushi restaurant, and I was all excited. And then she's like, no, but no fish, though. And I was like, but we're at a sushi restaurant. I was so sad. Now I'm all about fish. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't know what I was missing. You didn't. Thank you for introducing me to food. To spices, to fish, so many things. Fruit, vegetables. I I don't know. I think maybe we should just end this episode. We're just going to talk about nonsense for the rest of the time. So our second sponsor of the episode is Park Power. In Alberta, you get to choose who you buy your internet, electricity, and natural gas from. If you switch providers, nothing changes about the delivery of these utilities to your home or business. If you have an existing contract, you're going to want to find out the terms before leaving. If you don't, then it's even easier to sign up for Park Power. You, as the local consumer, have the choice of who you pay your bills to. Why not choose your local, friendly utilities provider? Learn more at parkpower.ca. Well, I think that might bring us to the end of our Hallmark and or Netflix Christmas portion of the year. Mm -hmm. Although, there might be some brief mentions in the next episode, because next episode, we'll each have a small spoiler-free review for our things of the week. Are we doing Christmas for those ones, too? I think so, yeah. Okay. Christmas things of the week. Sure, I'll come up with something. Okay. And then I'll let you all know what we're watching for the big watch in the next episode. Excellent. I'm excited because you always have a good Christmas movie. Not this year. Or like a good Christmas classic. Mm. So this year I'm going to go with something that you somehow haven't seen and is very popular, but not necessarily one of my favorites, but still I think a fun one. Okay. That's a little hint. I like that. Um, I want to know if anybody can guess what you're doing. I wonder. If you can guess what Indy's movie is, we'll give you a shout out. Sure, yeah. What's my movie? It's uh, well known and pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Falling for Christmas? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we'll see you everybody next week when we find out what we'll be watching. Bye. Ho, ho, ho. There it is. Taking a moment of reflection in the back garden. Back garden? The back garden. Is is it a garden? I don't know. Okay.